1: Footy Prime, the podcast, presents the Weekend Rap Show with Brendan Dunlop, James Sharman,
2: and Craig Forrest.
1: That's right, JC, the voice vendor. This is the Weekend Recap, start of another week on Footy Prime, almost daily. I'm Brendan Dunlop, joined by James Sharman and Craig Forrest. I don't know what's more surprising, the fact that we're able to produce four shows a week, or the fact that New people keep finding us.
3: Jeez. I guess I think it's four times a week is the biggest surprise because... It's a shock. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, there's so many ways to discover good and bad on the internet, right? So, you know, no matter how awful we
2: are, people will still dig us up. Whereas to us to commit to four times a week... And you're in your basement, yeah. You're in your basement. You haven't moved for like two weeks. Are you still positive, by the way? I, you know, I'm just positive. Yeah, I mean, listen, they, they say even a, a, f-
3: a faint line is still positive, so I consider myself still positive, but it can just about – so I'm very close to being negative. My wife's negative. My, my daughter's negative. I'm just hanging in there. And I've got a few symptoms still, but I feel fine. But the uh, the cough and the, the voice is still – How
2: are you uh, enjoying avoiding the family? You know what? I –
3: i love my basement so much and and i've watched so much snooker snooker and football this weekend again Uh, and then my wife said to me she goes why do you spend so much time in the basement i said because i didn't get nagged down here you know i I enjoy it i'm just kidding she's actually very understandable but no i don't know it's just nice down here and shut the door dogs can't get down here It's just me and my cat basically and uh, we have we have a good time. Watch sports, and
2: uh...
1: I've known you for 15 years. I can confirm you've been positively negative the 15 <laughs> years that I've known you. So
3: uh, tough to argue.
1: No surprise uh, to hear you list uh, how long you've been negative, and that they live with you, so they're negative. <laughs> get it? Totally get it. Negative Nelly. Well, thanks for joining us. Are we interrupting? What inning and in the, in the snooker are they at? No,
3: they just finished. Neil Robertson oh. just smashed
1: uh
2: It's, it's Basil a frame. It's a, frame, yeah. Danny, it's
3: a frame buddy
1: i got some nice picture frames up here actually i've updated the room you guys <laughs> haven't noticed but yeah. I, I told
3: b on on text uh, about an hour ago that one day we'll sit down and we'll watch an entire game over the course of a day and uh, i'll educate him and his life will change for the better yeah
1: yeah i'm really looking forward to that at the time you sent me that text message it was halftime of atalanta and inter and i just switched over to the uh benfica u19 women's futsal team on fubo there so i, I was busy wow look at you
3: jumping the fubo uh tag there eh Jeezy mercenary
1: yeah just you know just watching the content that's all just just watching the content i don't know how many people woke up for what should have been the headline game of the weekend which i think we predicted on the show when we did footy picks that it would be a low scoring affair i think wanger was trying to get us to hype people up that there'd be more goals but in the end just one deciding uh man city and chelsea Man City, 13 points ahead of Chelsea with that win. Just give City the trophy now, right? Let them go to the Maldives like Pep joked about a couple weeks ago because uh, <laughs> it's only 11 points between City and Liverpool, but this this title race is over. Hey, game in hand, pal. Game
2: in hand for the Reds. Yeah, so it's eight. Let's say eight. You know, it's not nine wins in a row for City again. They've done it four times under Pep and the Premier League history. That's only been done nine times. Really, so nine times
3: in a row has been done just nine times because you kind of get used to it, right? With City, you really do. But as a former player, I mean, tell us what that takes to win nine straight matches, and and it's more than that in the league. I think it's twelve now, isn't it? No fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guess never no, been there. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the honesty with which
1: Sharms asked that question, like he knew, it. it wasn't to it
3: wasn't to set you up. Normally, we are. I
1: know.
2: No,
3: I was kind of trying to get from Craig, though. What tell us about the uh, the mental toll a season takes on a team? So even the greatest teams in the world, you know, don't win every match. Generally speaking, yeah, right? Yeah. because it's
2: hard to maintain a standard. Well, that's it. And you have to say that when you look at Pep Guardiola, like it's one thing having money because you can talk about a few other clubs, Everton, which we will do in a moment, that have spent money. So it doesn't guarantee you a su- success. And then you put it into the fact that he brings in top, top players, prima donnas, and he manages them brilliantly well, and they show up every single game, every game. It is quite something. Like I said, it's not as easy as just spending the money, because he's quite pr- proven that it doesn't matter who it is, he's got full control. You can draw players. They know what it takes to stay in there. And it's uh, down to Pep for me. It may still only be January,
1: but this El Kashiko was very much sold as a title decider, right? And Pep said his players' dedication to winning is more valuable than the title.
3: Well, yeah, bullshit. (laughs) No one believes that, Pep. The title is far more important than anything else because the players will come and they will go. But to your point, I mean, you
1: you you know found it surprising to see that uh, they've won nine in a row, or you wanted to quiz Forrest on what it would be like to win nine in a row. So obviously, it's impressive to Pep as well, someone who's who's done it and has done it with a slightly different crop of players a few
3: times. Yeah, but the thing is, with with I've heard people are asking is Pep uh, and what he's doing there a little bit overrated? Uh-huh. But if you look at you know what Mancini did there and Pellegrini did there, right, and they won championships, they won trophies, and so has Pep. But what Pep's done is just completely redefine the way the games played in England, I think. And that's what mm-hmm. it is, right? You know, this, this team will go down in the history books as being this team that was on the cutting edge of, of modern football, right? You talk about that Euro, how Italy played and how Spain played, right? Well, in many ways, city are playing the, the league style comparable, right? They just right. play this different, they're spreading the wealth. They haven't got a prolific goal scorer among them, but they're just pretty much unbeatable right now. So I think that's Pep's legacy more than trophies until he wins the European cup, right? That'll be different. But right now his legacy to me is how he's redefined the game
2: in England more so than yeah. what he's won. No, that's a good point. And, he, and how he took that new rule with the goalkeeper being able to play the ball inside the box and to be able to use that to an advantage. Do you notice the football now over the last few years since that rule has come into play, that there's a lot more space? Mm-hmm. Like there's the field is stretched all over the place. People are not sure. They press in a little bit, but – their space is there. Not everyone can play from the back, though, as we saw in the Brentford game,
1: Brentford and Liverpool, right?
2: Well, that's it. You ought to have the quality to do it. And it, and it drives me friggin' nuts when you still see teams, when you get into bad positions, smash it, just get rid of it. Like, but they all want to try to keep possession. And I kind of wonder if anybody is keeping stats on, you know, how many goals are scored in that manner, playing that way. Man City are fine because they got guys that are amazingly comfortable all over the field, including a goalkeeper. So it'd be interesting to know: are you gaining an advantage playing that way overall, or are you actually giving up more goals? Well, you, you've mentioned before, Craig, with with City and why they
3: set the standard playing that way is because Ederson can also ping it seventy yards yeah. onto mm-hmm. the shoelaces and you have that threat as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not often that you have a keeper that can do both things. Mm-hmm. And he can do both things. Obviously,
2: they keep it tight. They keep it from the back. But you know what he can do as well. So mm-hmm. how do you even think about defending that? That's a massive weapon. I, I, In my arsenal, I wish that was one thing I wish I had was that 80-yard ping. And I bet you most goalkeepers wish they had it too. I mean, most guys could strike it well. I mean, De Gea, they all could strike it well, yeah. you know, to a, to a degree. But he could do it. With one step, you're under a lot of pressure as a team because you're kind of damned if you do. You want to put them under pressure, but then you're creating a situation where you can get hit over the top by the goalkeeper off a goal kick. They can kill you in so many ways. You can't be offside on a goal kick. Who the friggin' knew that? Doesn't come <laughs> of, you, you know what I mean? Like when Aguero <laughs> broke it, he's like, oh, yeah, he's offside. No, it's a goal kick, you know.
3: <laughs> I've always found it interesting how, you know, any professional footballer has a freaking incredible right or left leg and they can boot a ball a long way. Anyone mm-hmm. can do that. But some guys just do it better than others, right? They have they hit the ball so true, you know? And Edis, Edison's one of those guys. James Warp-Prowse, who who is second to Beckham now at free kicks. He scored oh. an absolute beauty this weekend. Amazing. For Southampton against
2: the Wolves. A guy that just hits it so well. That was a different strike than you always see from him sometimes, too, because yeah. he's hit that basically like a knuckleball. That was Ronaldo. Yeah. It was. And the reason it be the keeper... From 32 yards is because the keeper's trying to pick up the flight of it. <laughs> and it's going... <laughs> well, if you st- hit one like a an arrow straight as an arrow toward the top corner, the keeper's going to get it from that
1: distance. If you're going to travel the distance from Southampton to Wolverhampton and watch your team lose, that's a pretty good consolation goal to come away with.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, and then even seeing Traore's goal was pretty sweet as well. I know it's for the wrong team, but, man, he's nice to see him score his first goal of the league as well. yeah. Mm-hmm. A guy yeah. that I I still don't know. I think the jury's out on him still. There's a lot of rumors about him making a move to Spurs. And to me, just he screams like a Spurs player to me for some reason, doesn't he? He's just so yeah. natural. He fits into that team. Um, but he's fun to watch. But the end result isn't often there. But he's sure is you know, one of those guys you want to watch. He's such a talent.
1: I mean, I think if they didn't have money troubles, I think he might be at, at Barcelona, whether he cracks the team or ends up being like an Alexis Sanchez where you know he's talented to... Talented enough to start on most teams in that league, but maybe not week in and week out on that exact team. He's growing into it, much like he's grown through whatever size shirt Wolves give him.
3: (laughs) No kidding. eh? He's a specimen, isn't he? I'm glad we Jesus. got that game out of the way, though, boys. That was excellent. <laughs> you know, B-, B gave us uh, the rundown today of
2: uh, what games to cover, and then like,
3: what happened to Wolves Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: actually watched that one. But it, you know, you go back to Ward But like when you look at that, only Beckham, and it's like he's yeah. Think about 12 that. Twelve set piece goals equal with Zola Henri. One thing I didn't think Henri would have got that many. No, I didn't either. But I uh, I didn't. expect... Didn't surprise me. Zola did. You faced Zola in training. You know about that. And training it was unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Like by far the best one?
2: Well, you think about when they're just, they have a artificial wall. And I remember Frodo Grotus was in that and Zola bet him with a wall that he'd score three out of five. <laughs> and he did. Wow. And some of them are bouncing on the ground over the wall. It's not the tall, tallest artificial wall, but it's still. Tall enough. Some of them were bouncing, so he's putting so much dip on it. The trouble is, when even in a game, is it's a one-off, right? But when he's standing there and they're basically setting him up, like here's a ball, put it in the slate there, and he just bang, bang, like a golf shot. Routine-wise, he could put it over the wall every single time with dip on target.
1: Sarm's, don't you wish that there were all or nothing behind the scenes broadcast when Forrest played? Like I would have loved to have seen that West Ham team.
3: Could you imagine? There'd be so much more interest in than now. Oh. Don't you think? Like the 90s, 80s for sure. But the 90s teams, all for nothing? Oh, my God. I mean, it'd be like blue. It'd be X-rated, a lot of it, I'm sure. But it'd be so much more. It'd be far more colorful. It would be different, for sure. Way better. (laughs) Some illegal stuff, but... No more robots, you know, just doing their jobs and giving sound bites. No, these are actual real personalities.
1: They'd leave a lot on the cutting room floor, but also the distribution would have been so different at the time, right? Like maybe you'd get the big team on BBC and it would run as a a weekly and anticipated appointment viewing. But for these other teams or to get it all, they'd probably have to run it in the theaters. It wouldn't be Amazon, that's for sure. (laughs) Wow. Well, Well,
2: I think they'd sell anything.
1: Yeah, that's right. Is James Ward-Prowse the best free kick taker in the Premier League?
2: Right now he is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: If you were playing in a in an all star game, you were managing an all star team, and you had to win to uh, like that crazy Texan cricket game. Remember that million pound game they took England's best and took them to the West Indies. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like fifteen years ago, I think, or ten years ago, I think that was. Mm-hmm. If there was a game like that, and you had uh, the Premier League all star team, Ronaldo and Ward Prowse, and you're looking to win fifty million pounds. When was Ronaldo's last free kick? Free kick goal? Did he not hit one in the Prem? I think he's done one. Since he's returned know. to
3: United, I don't think so. But it could be
1: he's not very. Mad. He's scored very few from dead balls. He's also taken a lot less for United than I expected he would. Mm-hmm. I thought he would take a few more.
3: They have real options though. Uh, well, Bruno's been missing a lot more too since he's arrived. But that's a conversation for a different show, perhaps. Back to our lead game, which I haven't <laughs> finished yet.
1: Yes, Man City won, Chelsea nil. Romelu Lukaku had the best chance. Chelsea's best chance in the second half. He had two, but Ederson made a world-class save. Lukaku's done a lot of talking, right, with his mouth. He has not backed it up with his game since. And did you see Tuchel? said, he had many ball losses without pressure and in very promising circumstances. Of course, we want to serve him. He is part of the team, and sometimes he needs to do the service as well. He had a huge chance,
3: so he's included in this. <laughs> There's something very wrong there, isn't there, between Lukaku and Chelsea after half a season of football after a 98 million
2: pound move. Oh, oh, I mean, come on. Come on. Isn't it disgusting? Like the whole thing is just, ugh, yeah. bad smell, man. It's a bad smell. It
3: really is. I mean, mm-hmm. for God's sake, so on both sides, but more so on Lukaku's side. He whined. I understand why the gaff is now on him because he whined publicly. We know that. We discussed that in previous shows. I get that. But, mm. you know, how do you respond? You respond by scoring goals and putting the effort in. And those comments by Tukul say it all you
2: do it for yourself you do it for the fans you're not doing it for the like who cares who the manager is at the end of the day you might not like him you don't have to like him you have to do it at least put in the effort that suggestion that the suggestion that you want to do it Mm -hmm.
3: he doesn't even look like he's doing that right now
1: i think that's what tuchel is frustrated with yeah and we're not seeing that since those comments you know he came out with a big apology and you kind of thought okay he's gonna he's gonna tear it up was the league cup against spurs his next game out he played 90 minutes but they he didn't score at all i think there was a
3: lot of bets taken on on him scoring i would have been one of them mm-hmm. it's interesting you know i mean he could be gone this summer right it's every chance conte could be gone at spurs this summer as well you know see these massive massive signings who just aren't working out for whatever reason.
2: It's a tough league.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, so shall we start the rumors, Lukaku to Newcastle in January? But I think you've just <laughs> dropped the hint there, uh, Lukaku and Conte to Manchester United in the summer.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's funny because Conte, you know, we all thought, okay, there's that, that ship sailed now. But his comments this past week, you know, have infuriated Levy. Yeah. Um, and I don't hear too many rumors around Spurs right now spending lots of money this January. and He's in a short-term contract for a reason i mean christ spurs you have you get the guy you get it's not often spurs will get you know a truly world-class manager right they've got this guy who you'd assume was given promises when he signed yet we will back you in the market you'll be better backing because he will walk he's walked from bigger teams than you before you've got the guy don't blow this one as well jesus
2: they've already got a guy that's already complaining you know and upset with things (laughs) it's it's a tough league craig it's a tough league it is a tough league eh? everybody everybody nobody like if you don't win the freaking thing i mean yeah okay champions league whatever But they're in second
3: place even chelsea's in second
2: place but yeah yeah i know right arsenal was in the top four every year for 18 years and in the end they were like oh that's not good enough we gotta fire with anger and bring in a new guy and second's as good as 17th
3: right (laughs) in some cases it's like well we don't want second we want first if you can't do it in a couple of years you're gone. So this summer, who's most likely to stay at his current club? Ronaldo, Conte, or Lukaku? Or Salah?
1: That's a great question. So before you threw Salah in there, Ronaldo, hands down, most likely to stay. Even
3: after his comments this week?
1: Even after his comments this week. Yep. I truly do think that he really cares about being back there and thinks that they can get back to what they were, that they're not that far off from what they were, but he's, he's seeing the slippery slope. And sadly, a change with Redneck hasn't hasn't done it for them.
3: So Ronaldo's can be the most likely. Who's the least likely to stay?
1: Well, you threw Salah in there, though. I yeah. do think that I still think that Salah stays at Liverpool. I mean, you always say that they're cheap and they they're not going to spend for these big players. This is not a Thierry Henry leaving Arsenal for Barcelona situation. He's not mm-hmm. on the decline yet. Genetically, he should be, but he's not on the decline yet. I can't see Liverpool and Klopp wanting to wanted to let him walk
2: and finances in europe unless you're in the premier league it's obvious that it's really stinging so who are those teams i think that lineup is short whenever a player
3: goes off to africa or off to south america for these tournaments you know he's going to be asked questions and it's going to become a new story back home Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time they better hurry up and do it the deal it should be an easy deal to make really i mean he's the best player arguably in the premier league so pay him accordingly.
1: I've seen it on Instagram and I love it. I can't believe you haven't bought into it. Salah to PSG, Mbappe to Liverpool. (laughs) Well, if they
3: can't afford Salah's wages, they can't afford Mbappe's wages. I think they can afford Salah's wages.
1: I think it's that they don't want to commit to being that team to do so.
3: Because of the age issue.
1: Because of the age. They still have their principles they want to hold by and, and play the league a certain way and You know, they've been able to contend with City and kick near the top without having to spend identical to City. Mm -hmm. Still, I mean, transfer fees, they've still spent a ton.
3: Well, they they haven't already because the money they spent was the Coutinho money, right? They haven't actually gone out and just spent John Henry's money, all right? They're not in the same class as City, Chelsea, United. They just can't spend at that level, right? Agreed. But would you not argue that their
1: spending has changed the market and therefore raised the bar in the league in which they play in? Because of the Van Dyke 70 on Van Dyke and 70 on Allison or whatever it was
3: Yeah, but I think if it wasn't them buying Van Dyke for 75 it would have been Chelsea for 75 or 80 it would have been whoever it's going to be that that player was going to get that money somewhere it happened to be Liverpool.
1: There's a team that you can always pinpoint a team and a move that truly moves the needle. Right. Like um, United buying Rio Ferdinand for 30, that 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 did it at the same time as I think Figo went for that money uh, the year before. Mm -hmm. And then Buffon went from Parma to Juve. And it seemed like, oh, that's the new you know, that's going to be the new standard. But that was the equivalent of 100 million at the time. That was that was a lot of money. It didn't it started to move the needle, but it wasn't until Fernando Torres left Liverpool on a clear decline for 50 million to which Liverpool turned around and spent 30 on Andy Carroll. (laughs) Neither of those players were worth that. But that moved the bar, that's now set the level, right? That's the expectation. Mm-hmm. That's how Chris Wood goes from Burnley, who are relegation-threatened, to Newcastle, who are trying to avoid relegation for $20 million.
3: Yeah, but but Van Dijk at 75, I mean, there's already 100 million pound players that have changed clubs. Not centre-backs, admittedly, right? But that yep. Gareth Bale may have moved the needle when he moved originally, when Ronaldo moved for 100. I know what you're saying. The point being that Liverpool aren't in the same financial stratosphere as the PSGs, Chelsea's, Man City's. That is not. Um, so, I wouldn't blame them for changing for for moving the needle. But they got 140 odd million for Philippe Coutinho and signed two <laughs> pretty good players who changed everything at that club. Right. So if you're going to change, if you're going to move the needle globally. You, may, you better make sure those players move the needle within your club, and those two players did. Just
1: like two ex-Liverpool players have totally moved the needle for the Clareton Blue in Birmingham and Aston Villa. Villa 2, Manchester United 2. Wake me up before you go-go.
3: Who needs Grealish when you got Coutinho? Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know who sung you know that song originally? The actual original, do you know, B? just Bean? Wake about- me up before you go-go? Not a clue. It's not Wham? Yeah, it is Wham. You know that, but I, I, I like testing B's eighties musical oh, knowledge right. because <laughs> it's not so strong. Has you heard of Wham before? You must have.
1: Yeah, we said that that's Sharman's favorite Christmas song. Every time I would do this no, show, no, wake me up. Yeah, no, not that one. Not that one. Last Christmas by Wham. Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. year we would do the, the serious show, and I said, "Charms, give me like a real English Christmas song." Go, oh, this one. I'm like, that's what we did last year. Like, oh, it's the best one. It's and it was song. like five years in a row that we opened the show with
3: that wham song. <laughs> so it's nice to hear they made other music. I, I thought they were just a Christmas band. George Michael wasn't much of a one-hit wonder. He did pretty well for himself. <laughs> and that, and Andrew Ridgely was the guitarist.
1: Okay, so enough about my singing. I was just <laughs> trying to like, now that JC's become you know, the voice of the show and he's relegated Elena, I just, I'm just trying to take it back for the Dunlop household here.
3: Hey, listen, the, the two of them could make some sweet music together. Gerard and Coutinho? <laughs> no, no <laughs> JC and Elena. Oh, right. <laughs> and li- literally, sweet music. I am not being crude here. Mm.
1: Yeah, probably we could we could try that out. I love that Villa have tried out Philippe Coutinho. Thank God that they've made a, the change um, to Stephen Gerrard, which has totally made a change to their transfer recruiting possibilities. Because at one hundred and forty-eight million, it was I think with bonuses when Coutinho left. I thought there was a chance he'd come back to the Premier League. Never thought it would be to play for Aston Villa and still be at the level that clearly he's
2: at. Pretty neat, pretty cool. And what an, what an absolute impact. That place was going nuts. It's, you know, it's a great football park in the first place, but to see that happen with uh, him coming back. And Gerard knows how good he's going to be off the field too, You know, with the young players and uh, being an exceptional professional off the field. uh, By all accounts, it's going to be great.
3: Do you think it's going to be a case of uh, we look back in the last three years of Philippe Coutinho's career, and it's as if he just kind of left the earth for three years and wasn't heard of and then has reappeared Mm -hmm. in the same ilk as he was at Liverpool, dominant player? Well, I don't think it'll be the same ilk. Won't, won't quite be the same ilk. But I mean,
1: for, for Villa, he can be their most important player. And the reason they kick on to challenging for Europe this season, I think that's with well within the reach. You know, just look at, you said Alfonso Davies not being involved. They can get by without him, but they really, Canada lose that fear factor. That's all I saw when he came on the pitch against United, the fear factor that all of a sudden Villa have. He sets up Jacob Ramsey's goal and then Ramsey sets him up an assist and a goal in 14 minutes in his debut. And the whole tone of that match changed when he came on the field. B, they're, they're still 10 points out of sixth, right? And you're, you're saying a European run? They said they can kick on for to, to challenge for a European place. This season? Now we're letting teams in eighth go to the, the Conference League.
2: Oh, the Conference League. Oh, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Oh, Jesus. Come on. That doesn't
1: count. <laughs> That's not Europe. Do you even know what it is yet? <laughs> I know what the conference- that's Brendan Rogers, not Brendan Dunlop that doesn't know. Are you kidding me all the shit I watch? I know buddy. I love that team in Belarus. you can't consider that qualifying for Europe though come on that's th- legally that will no, be it no no legally if they qualify for the conference league
3: legally, yeah, was it has there been a bit of law written? You, you finish eighth and get in the Conference League. You are you're not. You won't be arrested. You don't think that that's going to be
1: you know, used on the recruitment letterhead when they? are No, no. It's an embarrassment. Speaking to agents and other players, cause Arsenal would use it. No, if they brought that up, it'd be like it'd be a big giggle show.
3: <laughs> you what? <laughs> the, the conference
1: what? They're playing <laughs> other European teams midweek on the continent. Isn't that the goal to go up up a level? That's the next level, guys. You got going
3: up a level. You're playing in like. Bulgaria. You gotta walk on the steps that are in front of you, Sharms. That's how stairs work. You can jump a few stairs too. You can jump a few stairs too and make the Europa League if you finish sixth, which next season might be a very possible goal for this team. Yeah,
1: next season, but as you just stated, that there
3: are ten points off it at the moment and quite a few good teams in between. Yeah, but you just can't say we're gonna this year we're gonna run make a run for Europe. So oh, really if someone just like, had been away from football for you know a year, right? <laughs> and they heard this podcast, and I think Villa can make a run for Europe? Wow. Like, wh- where are they in the table? They're going to have to go undefeated. What? They're, they're, they're 13th. They're 10 back of six. Oh, no, no, no. The Conference League. The what? <laughs> you can't say that.
1: Look, find me one footy prime listener that listens to this for educational purposes.
3: <laughs> are we a conference league podcast? We, let's ask Foot,
1: Doug Simonite and Doug Dave Starkey. Yeah, are we, we should a ask conference league podcast?
3: What are we? Are we? What are we qualifying for as a podcast? Are we going to go for the Champions League spots or are we more like, you know, back end Europa League, Set conference league, or are we even in Toto Cup quality? Oh, come <laughs> on.
2: Don't knock the inner Toto. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Apologize. The only trophy where there's actually three European winners <laughs> get three champions in that. Yeah, we're like we we won the Euro- Inter Toto. West Ham, woo! And it's like I think Juve did too, and another I can't remember.
1: Great transition here. The Saudi Super Cup concluded today, which I tweeted. If from the account, you know, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, that well, it even happened, <laughs> does it? Does it really matter? They beat Athletic Bilbao two 0 Who did? Real Madrid. Oh, Real Madrid did. Yeah, they, they did it for the gram. It's just so they can have photos and a brand new pay packet because they're not going on a U.S. tour with Omicron raging through. So this is this is the equivalent of that,
3: in my opinion. So this is a, sorry, the winner of what, plays the winner of what?
1: No, this is the Spanish Supercopa, once Super they play Copa. in Saudi Saudi Arabia. So they take, uh, I, f- I forget how they decided the four teams that went, but okay. Atletico Madrid lost to Bilbao in one semi, and in El Clasico in the other, Real Madrid beat barcelona because Vinicius and benzema are the best duo in the game right now what a load of
3: shit mid-season mid-season they're doing this oh mm-hmm. game's gone gotta make money there's a, a made-up trophy
1: <laughs> it's a made-up trophy the uh, uh, spanish super copa
3: valid point though spain do need to make money they got to find a way somehow i guess no kidding mm-hmm. Will that go towards their financial fair play they get a shitload of money for that does that count i
2: sure. don't know Sure, it's money made, yeah.
3: Yeah, I guess so, right?
1: It's revenue. It should yeah. count. Yeah. Everton have spent a lot of money. Uh, they're now going to be spending a new walk-away severance package for Rafa Benitez. Sacked after six months, he leaves with a win percentage of 26%, which is the worst record of a permanent Everton manager since Howard Kendall. And I only reference that because you were in the Premier League at that
3: time. Hey, Howard was- Kendall also won championships, so he was allowed to have a, have a
2: poor record. This time.
1: was his third spell at the club, so...
2: I was going to say.
1: They have a history of going back and forth.
2: Yeah. He loved a bevy. Ooh. Did he have a candle? Oh, jeez, Small little fellow, wasn't he? Yeah. He'd be in the pub as soon as you showed up. I think he loved away games. You just offload at the hotel and go straight to the
3: pub. Again, why all or nothing should be in the eighties? Oh God! That Everton team would have been great to cover. Mm.
1: There would have been an episode like a sommelier episode where this wine expert just goes and you know begins to like write a book with Fergie talking about wines and a whole list of what what does this manager like? What what wine did this manager drink? I don't know why I made him French. The sommelier he could have been.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, they they generally are. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah,
1: it's just a prettier name in Portuguese. Hey, sommelier. It's it's not as what is that? That guy's an expert in wine? Nah.
3: Well, in England, you pronounce it wine-expert. <laughs> so sommelier is much better. Much better. Oh. Yeah. Poor Rafa, though. Poor Rafa. I feel bad for Rafa. Everton fans would say he's a wine-expert because he did quite a bit of whining, didn't he? He does whine a lot. Yeah, he, he put a statement out, too, already. He hit that pretty quick after being fired, didn't he? He's got a safe face. He mentions financial... Well, he mentions you know the situation around the club, essentially injuries, which is a valid point, but also mm. the financial issues around the club, which, well, listen, Rafa, I mean, I understand since you've been there, they haven't been quite as willing to spend the money, but prior to you, they spent a lot of money.
1: Well, they spent money, though, for him. I mean, just look at this month alone. They spent £30 million almost on two fullbacks. Vitaly Mykolenko, Ukrainian, he is international, and so is uh, Nathan Patterson, who you dropped the news on our show last week, I think, Scottish international. They got Anwar Al Ghazi, and this is all under Rafa uh, because – he had them fire the sporting director and Lucas Dean,
3: and they got rid of Luca Dean. Yeah, and the medical staff, and then because Rafa didn't like him, and then they then they fire Rafa.
1: They're such a mess, man.
3: I don't know, man. It's weird, isn't it? Because Lucas Dean's a decent player, right, and the fans liked him. Yeah. So you 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 sell him because he fell out with the manager, the manager you fired, not a week later.
2: It seems like there's a lot going on, and then you look at all the managers that they've had. Ancelotti, with their lot, they've had seven managers now in six years. Yeah, and before that, when Moyes is there for mm-hmm. 12, 12 years or something, that they've had some good managers. And then remember they pried Marco Silva away from Watford. He's the he's the one, you know. And, and now they might get Roberto Martinez back. That's the rumor. Ancelotti,
3: Martinez. You know, it's just on and on. It's just it's not been run very well, has it? Let's be honest, really poorly. And, and even today, the announcement came during a match at Anfield. Right? And I know it's a little thing, but it's kind of optics. So of course the the Reds fans hear this news and they start chanting Rafa's name. Right, which makes news. Again, it makes Everton look well, just wait until the game finishes to announce mm-hmm. it. Right? Oh. Can you not wait forty five minutes? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Benita says this was a bigger bigger job than he expected and the club lacked patience. Had he had some patience and not taken this Everton job this past summer, with the pride away from wherever he was in China surely Newcastle would have hired him instead of Eddie
2: Howe. Popular hire, that would be. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Timing's everything. But he's got a property over in that area too still, right? He likes that living
3: in that area. Loves it. Yeah, you've mentioned that today in the statement, how he loves the area and the people of Merseyside. Mm-hmm. Not the blue half. <laughs> but the other ones. No, not the blue half. Jeez. I,
1: I think you might see that house go on the market under a different name so they can get actual market value instead of you know a decreased value for being Rafa's old place. Do you still see Rafa as being a top top manager? 61. Like, is he going to get a big job again? I don't see him as a top manager, no. I think that Newcastle was, as much as he was too good for Newcastle, that also kind of became his level, I feel as though. And the reason he failed at Inter and the reason he failed at Real, M- Real Madrid was that was out of his level, out of his depth.
3: It's been a long time, hasn't it? It's been a long time since he was successful. I mean, went off to China for a bit no idea how he did there. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. (laughs) (laughs) He came to Newcastle and well, they, he did a pretty good job there. We think, but still was a pretty good job there. What ninth, I think was the best finish, which compared to what we're seeing now. Okay. He did a good job, but regardless, the fans loved him. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. 61. Can he reinvent himself? Does he want to? Uh, And and where does he want to? Yeah. But you know, these guys, Craig, they they have have this burning, Mm -hmm. burning desire to be involved in football. Right. And, And they Mm -hmm. can't really live a normal life outside football. So
2: The the enjoyment uh, outside of the games and doing interviews after you get hammered and you haven't won a game for a while. The enjoyment of the dressing room and the players and getting to know them and developing them. And it's a fun environment to be around. And you can see why these guys last so long or keep wanting to do it over and over again. Because the end of the day you're hired to be fired at some stage and you have to have a thick skin to be able to keep doing that
1: who wants to do that job now though right we mentioned roberto martinez is the is the heavy link mm. um which would be a surprise return a shocking return he was the first manager that moshiri this owner who spends all the money sacked but they've taken six points from the last 13 games they're 16th they're only six points from the relegation zone who really wants that job
3: wayne rooney like, you know i know wayne rooney's name is mentioned yeah it's been mentioned right and it would be a popular hire, I think, for the fans, obviously for obvious reasons. But I look at Rooney's standpoint, and and he's done a really good job job at Derby, really good job. He has. But Derby are they could be out of business within the month. Like they could not exist within the month. That's how close it is. You know they're they're screaming now for government intervention to save them. That's how bad it is. So, you know Rooney's he's got to get out of there at some point. And I think he's committed a lot to it. He's been through a lot there. So he's a loyal guy. To see him sticking there as long as he can, but. If Everton did come sniffing around, he'd be a fool to dismiss it, wouldn't he? That's the same thing we said about Lampard, though. Yep. Doesn't true. mean it was the right move. That's true.
2: Yeah, but the differences in uh, what the club are trying to accomplish right now would suit Rooney better than it would going to a club like Man United again, where he played and needing to win the league or expect- expecting to win the league.
3: Like Lampard, yeah, Chelsea, yeah, yeah, right. exactly. And there's only one way to go, isn't there? With with Everton, and as bad as they've been, I don't think we all think they're really a relegation team. No, I think they're better than that, and they are getting healthier now. Maybe it's a good time to take over because they might spend a bit of money this window. They have done already, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. a bit of positivity.
2: Duncan Ferguson is another one in the conversation.
3: He'll be the caretaker.
2: It wouldn't be bad when you put him in a caretaker role and just take your time with the manager. Has anyone ever asked him whether he wants to manage? Every time
3: <laughs> they lose a manager, the fans clamor for big dunk. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, I mean, he might be quite happy just being a, a first-team coach. Maybe he's got ambition to go beyond there. You know, there's every chance. But I haven't never heard him actually say, and maybe he has, him say, yeah, I've got aspirations of managing Premier League. I never see him linked with other teams. Do you? No. no. When jobs come available?
2: No, I've never heard of him being interviewed for another job. He might be blue and that's it. I kind of think, you know, he's got that Danny Diccio kind of thing about him where, you know, everybody kind of overlooks him and he's not quite as polished, but respected by the players. That's all you care about. Doesn't matter. He can't put a sentence together. <laughs> big nasty center forward in his playing days. Oh, f- well, big dunks to Scottish Deej. Scottish Deej. I don't know if he DJed though. Hmm. He terrified me. You know, when you're playing there, when Goodison, when they were buzzing,
1: Ooh. Did you get
2: any Fergie Ferguson elbows in the face? Oh, yeah. Big elbows or pointy elbows? He was just a big lump. Anything that hit you hurt.
1: <laughs> a lot of venom thrown around on social media towards Arsenal for getting the North London Derby postponed, which would have been Sunday's headliner, maybe the game of the weekend. What is
2: that about?
1: They had one... COVID case in the squad, yet successfully had the match postponed. It's a joke. Joke. Byron played a match, uh, I think it was two Fridays ago. They didn't have one first team player on the bench. They played. Mm-hmm. They loaned out two players last week. I know.
3: They loaned them out. They got 40 senior players available to them. Yeah. That's why we you have youth teams too, isn't it? So you exactly. can, if you have to, bring them through. Sorry, you may not be your best 11, but that's sport. That no. happens. The kids have been told, we would rather not play this game than have you represent us. Basically, I mean, listen, we knew this would happen, and Arsenal are the team, the poster boys, right now, but Liverpool have nothing to to brag about either. There's other teams doing the same thing. The Premier League's allowed it to happen. That's that's the problem. I don't blame them for trying.
1: It's embarrassing, though. The league should do better. The league owes it to
3: everybody. It's fun. I like it when when players, you know, and teams have to like feel their E teams. It's like putting an outfield player in goal. It's like cool. You know, it sucks for that team, Mm -hmm. but it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know we've what, all had to learn to live with the virus so embrace the emergency
1: here yeah Premier League teams okay exactly celebrate it you know
2: squad of thousands put them in mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Newcastle have been linked with every single player um, on the planet yet they went and spent 20 million on uh, Chris Wood so much for Obama Yang so much for Vinaldom um, this is the level that they're at now
2: Chris Wood he wasn't he wasn't on my bingo card
1: <laughs> if you haven't subscribed to us please do so uh, like us on Twitter footy underscore prime. We're at footy prime, the podcast on TikTok and on Instagram. And you get to look forward to, yeah, four episodes a week. If you've not listened to the Danny Diccio sendoff show, which was uploaded on Thursday, please do so. It's a marathon and a, and a good one. Get the Kleenex out for that. I think, uh, be a few primers and TFC fans. will. We'll find that uh, a sad one, a sad send-off. The song's great. Yeah. (laughs) It's fantastic. JC's song is a classic. Uh, You boys are gems. Thank you for powering through. Sorry to take you away from the snooker charms. It's on pause. Talk to you on Tuesday, buddy. See you, guys. Cheers for listening.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,